sing that song. I just relive all of these moments. That God has just moved in ways that may seem minor to some people or whatever, but I don't know. That song just reiterates constantly to me how important God's presence is in my life and all of the things that he's done for me and the fact that who I am today I would not be without him and the people that he's placed in my life so God I'm just so thankful that your hand has been on every moment I'm thankful that you are in this service and your hand is on this moment too God, I thank you for the amazing things that we've been able to see you do. And I pray that this service can continue to be one of those. I just pray that you touch hearts and that you will just have your way and do what you want to do and don't let any of us get in the way. God, we thank you and we praise you for everything that you've blessed us with. Amen. Go ahead and greet a few people before you sit down.
Amen. My goodness. Never, ever, ever take for granted the opportunity to be in God's presence and press in during worship. Whew. Changes things. Changes things in your life. Oh, man. Before I get started, uh, I want to wish a special happy birthday for tomorrow. Mr. Bernard Street is going to be 94. 94. Yeah, Bernard. Ninety-four. He is a blessing, and he still works hard. As long as he's able, he gets out there and does some things and works. And appreciate him this morning. Uh, if you're a first-time guest in here, I just want to take a minute to thank you for being here. So if you're a first-time guest, very first time at Orchardville Church, just slip your hand up real quick across the room right here in the front. Anybody else? First time? If you're embarrassed to raise your hand, that's fine, but there's a card in the seat in front of you, or if you're in the front row, it's right behind you. Just fill that card out, turn it in at the welcome desk, and we have a gift for you. We appreciate you being with us this morning. And it's not about the gift, it's about you getting something from the Lord today. So we pray that you receive from him what he has for you. Also, I wanted to um, just mention, uh, to continue to keep Glenn and his family in your prayers, Lister. Uh, his wife, Connie, passed away this week, and we want to continue. He was here in the coffee shop serving this morning. He's in here in the service with us. So uh, I said, you don't have to do that. He said, that's, my, that's what I want to do. That's where I'm going to feel... God's love and do my thing. So we appreciate him doing that this morning. And his boys and family that are with him this morning. Uh, it's, there's a really neat backstory on that, and I'm sure he'll share that with you too. But I'm a, I want to, is it okay if I share it, Glenn, about two weeks ago? But I went over there. She was getting ready to have a surgery done, and I shared about the Lord with her, and making sure she was good with the Lord, believed in the Lord, um, and had that conversation with Connie. And when I left the room, Glenn Lister, his very, very last conversation as far as back and forth talking with his wife, was leading her in the sinner's prayer and salvation to Jesus. <laughs> so what a testimony that is for your conversation, your last one with your wife to be leading her to Jesus. And we know this morning that that's where Connie is at. And I'm confident to say, Glenn, she's there with God. And he's got her. And they're just waiting until you get there. Amen, brother. Love you. Amen. This morning, I'm going to preach on the topic, are you prepared and available? Are you prepared and available? And this, this, in your mind, you're probably thinking a few different things on this, but we're going to get into it and find out by the end, are we prepared and are we available? And I'm going to start a little lighthearted uh, with a few sayings here. If at first you don't succeed, try preparing. <laughs> okay? Parents, kids' new school year is getting ready to start. 
How many of you are like, I have no idea what's going on? Any parents? Yeah, <laughs> we've got a few. Who's the most prepared person in the world? Well, his name is Justin Case. This is why I don't tell jokes. <laughs> but I'm on a roll. So, uh, what makes puppets so available? They're always on hand. Okay, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> So, this morning, again, are you prepared and available? Let's go to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. And we're going to be in verses 1 through 12. Here we go. Are you ready? When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. That's powerful. That is what we strive for here at Orchardville Church. One accord in this one place. Like-minded. Okay? Focusing on what needs to be focused on. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing Mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Verse 5. And they were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And, then, and when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that, what, that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? Jump down to verse 11. We hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? Let's pray. Father, again, we thank you for your presence. Father, it's been felt. It's been experienced. It's been encountered in this room already. And Lord, I just ask for ears to hear, hearts to be opened up to your word today, God. Your word. Lord, help me deliver it as you'd want it delivered. And help us to be challenged to be prepared, and to be available in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, a lot of people, when we flip to the scripture, automatically probably got, oh, goodness. He's preaching on the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. It's in the Bible, and I believe it. So I'll preach it as God gives it to me to preach. Acts 2 shows us the birth and the dedication of the church. This is where it was launched, okay? It is God's plan for his people to come together and worship him together. This, this right here this morning, God loves it. 
We are here to encourage each other. We're here to lift up the name of Jesus. We're here to pray over each other. We're actually here to bring our belongings all together and help who needs help. If you want to go a little further in things. Okay? So speaking of that, partly because I forgot to say it, for Glenn and his family, Tuesday night at the funeral, we're going to have a dinner here at the church. I need help. Okay? So if you can bring a side dish or a dessert, let me know after church. Okay? Please let me know that you can bring something. If you can help cook, we're going to start at 3 o'clock. Please be here if you can help out or let me know if you can be here so I know what we have. And then at 6.30ish, we'll start 6.30, 6.45, preparing to serve. If you can come help serve. Can you help me? I'm trusting that God will put that on your heart to be here and help us and help us love on his family. Okay? Love on Glenn and his family. I know we'll take care of it. All right. Again, church, God's idea. There's something powerful that happens when we come together. Now, if you just didn't experience that in the room a little bit ago, then your experiencer is broke. (laughs) Because he's here. He's moving. All right? But there's something powerful that happens when we come together in the name of Jesus for the purpose of worshiping God and knowing him better. Something powerful happens. So before Jesus left this earth, he told his followers to wait in Jerusalem until they receive power from high, on high. Wait. And this waiting period was to be a time of preparation, I feel, and availability. Now, some of us would have got up out of that room and left because we feel like we got other things to do. But they were to wait there in Jerusalem until they received that power. Okay, This was a time of preparing for the presence and the power of God and being available for him to move on them with an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. In the kingdom of God, great things do not happen by accident. I'm going to say that again. In the kingdom of God, great things do not happen by accident. When you see something that seems to happen spontaneously or you just can't, I can't explain what happened, but I know God did it. You don't realize all the prayer that's went into that, the worship, the study, the preparation that went on before that encounter with God happened. There were people preparing. There were people praying. I'm so proud of myself for saying all these P words without stuttering. If you've been here a while, you know I have trouble with those. But nothing happens by accident when God's moving. There was preparation that took place beforehand. And he tells them to wait until they receive the power from on high. But the early church, I'm going to have a little bit of fun with this. The early church didn't, didn't wait like we wait. Okay? He told them to wait. Now, when we have a few minutes of waiting time, what do we do? I'll tell you. Woohoo! Facebook. Instagram. Snapchat. X. Anybody know what that is? Twitter now. Okay, it's X. It's been changed. We get our phones out. If it's been too long, man, I don't like waiting. We check some messages, reply, we get on the internet in our time of 
waiting. That's what we do. It seems to me that one of the worst things that can possibly happen in our day and age is for us to be bored. You know why? Because we're not productive. We're not doing anything. We're bored. Instead of being bored, we can prepare ourselves for what God wants to do throughout the day and in that moment that you're bored. When Jesus told his disciples to wait, they didn't take what, what, what that as, as wasted time or boredom, but as a time of preparation. He told us to wait because something's coming. We're going to prepare for it. Let's worship the Lord. Let's be together. In one mind, one accord, let's, let's wait on what he has for us. What if we took the waiting time in life to prepare for something God might want to be doing in that moment? What if we waited that way? Instead of being bored, what if we sought the Lord in those moments and not Facebook? And not this and not that, but we sought the Lord. I've got some downtime. Instead of being bored, I'm going to have some God time. That'll change things. And God's waiting for us to do those things so he can reveal to us what he wants us to do. You never know what he's going to ask you to do if you're in tune with his voice. So in anticipation, the 120 made themselves available and went to an upper room of a building close to the temple. They prayed, they worshiped the Lord. And on the day of Pentecost, the Lord showed up in a powerful way. Now I'm going to tell you guys, and I pushed this for a while. I have told you from 915 to 940, if you're not involved in a Sunday school class, or if you're at home sleeping because you like to sleep, the church sanctuary is open from 915 to 940 every Sunday with worship music playing for you to prepare for what God's about to do in this place. Yet, I can probably count on these 10 fingers, eight and two thumbs, how many people are preparing for what God wants to do in here. If we're going to get to where God wants us to get, we need to prepare for it. Okay? Again, they were in one mind, one accord, together, waiting for that move of God. The Spirit of God was not poured out upon a lazy people or a bored people, but upon a prepared people that were ready and available for what God wanted to do. And on that day, God made known his plan and his power. In the days of old, God inhabited a tabernacle and a temple. In the days of the New Testament, which we're living in now, God lives in... And among his people, we are carriers of his presence. On the day of Pentecost, God transferred his presence from the temple to the believer and his church. Forty years after Pentecost, in the year A.D. 70, the temple of Jerusalem would be completely destroyed. But there's good news for us. God's presence was not confined to any one place anymore because he had placed his spirit within us. God and the power of the Holy Spirit are not confined to this building called Orchardville Church. The person of the Holy Spirit lives in us and we've got the power in the name of Jesus. 
A lot of us just don't tap into it. It is available to us. And as I was putting these notes together and I got to that line, we've got the power in the name of Jesus. I remember an old song that we used to sing in my church growing up called We've Got the Power. Anybody know it? Give me your hand. Let's agree together. Does that sound familiar? That all of our enemies will crumble at our feet. This song is so powerful. For whatever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. At the name of Jesus, Satan has to flee. That's the power that's within us. For many years, Satan's tried to stop us. But the church of Jesus is still alive. Like a mighty army, we keep marching onward. Winning every battle with the Lord by our side. And the chorus is simple. It says, we've got the power in the name of Jesus. We've got the power in the name of the Lord. Though Satan rages, and he does, we cannot be defeated. We've got the power in the name of the Lord. Man. And the purpose of this message today is to help us realize that the Lord has called us to be people of his presence. To be prepared, to be available for his presence to saturate us and to move in us and through us throughout our days. Now, Rick, I thought it was just a Sunday thing where he wants... No, he wants to move within you throughout your days. He wants to reveal himself to you and to those around you throughout your days. Ernest Holmes said it like this. I live in the faith that there is a presence and power greater than I am that nurtures and supports me in ways I could not even imagine. I know that this presence is all-knowing and all-powerful and is always right where I am. Faith in Jesus is a license to access the presence of God. Again, faith in Jesus is a license to access the presence of God. I know him so I can access the power of God. Because he lives in me. If I'm a believer, I have access to this. And the power of the Holy Spirit within my life. But even as carriers of God's presence, sometimes we still lack something. And that something is the awareness of God's presence. We have to be prepared. We have to be available. We have to be aware in those times that he wants to move through us. And don't be scared when he wants to. If you, hear, you think you hear something from the Lord, act on it. The worst thing that happens is you share Jesus with somebody or you stepped out in faith and did something. If you missed it, you missed it. But don't be a coward and back away from it. Operate in the power of God. When he's showing you, I can help this person, help him. Help him. When we give ourselves to God, he gives himself to us. He lives in us through the Holy Spirit. And he's called us to be dedicated to him and for him. And as the 120 believers prayed and worshiped God, God came upon them in a powerful and a visible manner. The fire of the Spirit came into the room. 
But instead of consuming sacrifices, as in the Old Testament, the fire of the Spirit separated and rested upon every believer in there and consumed them with the power of God. (laughs) Do we want that? In our day as well, God sent his Holy Spirit to live in each of us for every moment of every day. And that fire that consumed animal sacrifices empowers us as believers now to live to the glory of God. And God wants to show up in sight of the unbelievers. And he does that through you. He wants to work through us to show them that he is all-powerful and all-knowing. His presence was not hidden from the people that day. When God dedicated the believers and gave birth to the church on the day of Pentecost, he did not do it in secret. He did it in front of representatives from people from all the known world. And I'm going to read this twice to you. Our faith and the power within us should not be a secret to those around us. Our faith and the power within us should not be a secret to those around us. Get the boldness and courage that's already inside of you and speak what God wants you to speak. We need the Holy Spirit and his gifts because people need to encounter the power and the presence of God in a real way. And Jesus made this clear to his followers. The reason they needed to wait for the baptism of the Holy Spirit was so they could be effective witnesses to the world. That's why they they had to wait. Because I want you to be effective when you go out there. Acts 1, verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. We need the Holy Spirit today because there are still people who need to know Jesus. There could be somebody in this room right now that you don't know Jesus and you need to know him. He's here. We don't pray for spiritual gifts to flatter ourselves and to place ourselves up on a a pedestal. You understand that, right? That's not just for you. It is to empower you to be an effective witness to others. We believe what we believe for the sake of our communities around Orchardville Church. We don't anticipate moves of the Spirit just to make church interesting. We prepare and make ourselves available for him to move so we can be empowered because we have family, we have friends, we have neighbors that need to know Jesus. The Holy Spirit gives us the boldness and the courage and the wisdom and the knowledge to help lead them to the cross. To help them understand that there's hope. To help them understand you don't have to turn to this or that or go down that road. Jesus has a plan and a purpose for your life. And you can be forgiven. You can be loved. You can be known and seen by the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Goodness. 
The Lord is calling out for people who will give themselves to the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. At the dedication of the tabernacle, temple, and the church, there was a group of people who had given themselves to the work of the Lord. At the dedication of the tabernacle, there came a day when Moses had finished the preparation. At the dedication of the temple, there came a day when Solomon had finished the preparation. On the day of Pentecost, there came a day when God's people were ready and available for what he was going to do. And think about this. You know, I, I had a few jokes there in the beginning, but preparation always precedes presence. If I will prepare to come in and meet with the Lord, his presence will be here. I know sometimes you're kicking and screaming to get your kids in the car and all that stuff, and you're screaming at your husband on the way, or husband, you're screaming at your wife on the way. But if we will prepare as families before we come in this place, God's presence will show up in a mighty way. And that's every time we get together. When you prepare to meet with the Lord in your prayer closet or in your living, wherever it is, his presence will be there. He will meet you there. So question is, are you ready to be used by God? Are you ready for it? When God looks upon you, does he see someone who's willing and ready and available? And guess what? You don't have to be perfect for God to use you. You don't. But you got to be willing. You got to be available. And so often we fill our lives so full of stuff that we aren't as available as God would like us to be. And a lot of times he's saying, hey, what about me? With everything else you've got going on, what about me? I've got a work for you to do. We're in a season here at Orchardville Church where we have been preparing some of us for a move of God. I'm just being real. Some don't care. I care about God moving in this place. I care about God moving in our communities. I care about changing the dynamics of the county we're in. Along with my brothers from other churches. This is what we want to be about. Changing lives with the gospel of Jesus. And God wants to do a great work in us and through us. We anticipate the moving of the Spirit because, again, we have friends and families and neighbors who need the Lord. And God's still looking for people who are willing and ready to be used for His glory and His purposes. We're so consumed with other things that God can't even move in our own life. He wants to pour out His Spirit and empower us to do His work. But more importantly, I hope we're preparing and making ourselves available 24-7 and we are ready for God to use us. When the Holy Spirit is allowed to work and move in your life like he did for those in the upper room, things will change in your life and in the lives of the people that you come in contact with. The early church that was birthed out of this encounter preached with boldness. They had courage They were seeing Holy Spirit work through them to lead people to Jesus, to heal the sick, to see miracles, to prophesy, to speak words of knowledge. They were seeing these things because they prepared to receive it. Our praise team would come back up. This morning, I want us to pray and ask the Lord to prepare us. Lord, help me prepare for what you want to do in Orchardville Church. Help me prepare for what you want to do in my own life.
Some of you have family members that don't know the Lord, and the only reason they may not know the Lord is because you haven't had the courage to share him with him. That's it. The powerful God of the universe that hung the stars and the moon and the planets and everything and created everything is in you, so where is the courage to walk in it? He's not scared. You don't have to be either. The next time you're bored, the next time you're sleeping in church and you're not above the age of 60, I'm going to ask the deacons if I can slap you upside the head. The next time you're bored or you have to wait on something or you're waiting at the train tracks and, and cussing out the train because it's holding you up or you're in the doctor's office and you're having to wait extra long, seek the Lord. Instead of complaining, start praying in that moment because you don't know on the other side of that doctor's office door, is there a nurse that needs me to speak into them? Is there a doctor that's just at the end of their rope that they can't really go on anymore and God, you're going to show me what to say to them? Or am I going to sit in this waiting room and be aggravated and give you no chance to move in my life? The next time you find yourselves in situations where you have to wait, talk to the Lord. Seek Him. Ask Him to work through you and show you what He'd have you to do. We've got to prepare our hearts for His presence. We have to you'll stand this morning if there's unconfessed sin you need to come down here and confess it if you want God to move in your life you gotta, you gotta repent you gotta confess some things you gotta clean that stuff up if we're broken you can be restored up here this morning in Jesus name if we're fearful God can give you boldness If you've never been baptized by the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, then ask for him to give it to you today. We believe in that here? Yes, I do. I believe in the whole Bible. I don't believe in chaotic, crazy stuff that's flesh, because I've seen a lot of that in my life. But I believe in the power of God. And I believe in the real encounters with him. Because I've seen it. I've witnessed it. May our prayer this morning be, Lord, prepare me for your work. Let me be available for you to use me in power for your kingdom. Let's pray. And we're going to open up these altars. Father, I thank you for today. Lord, I thank you for your Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you for your presence. God, I thank you for what's, what's went on in this room already today. And God, as we come together in one mind and one accord, there may be some in here, Father, that don't understand everything that we're talking about. But here's the simple truth for those that may not know you this morning. God, I'll tell it from my side so they understand. I'm not just a pastor. I'm somebody that didn't know the Lord. I was born into a world of sin. In my life, there was things that I did against you, Father. Struggles with 
my mouth, struggles with lust, struggles with pornography in, the, in my life, God. Lord, struggles with depression and anxiety and thoughts of suicide in my life, God. But God, you said that you loved the world. And that means me. That means each person in this room this morning, you love us. You loved us so much that you sent your one and only son, Jesus, to die for all of Rick's mistakes and hurts and pains. You sent Jesus to die on the cross for every single person in this world, in this room right now. Lord, they need to know that they can be forgiven just like I was. They can be restored. Lord, they don't have to walk around broken and hurting and depressed and sad. Lord, you can give them joy because the joy of the Lord is our strength. And Lord, let them know this morning coming to you is the best decision they will ever make in their life. Lord, and it's not just about I've got eternity is secured in heaven. It's about pulling heaven down to earth and walking in your power and in your spirit right now. So, Father, I pray for people to respond this morning. Ones that don't know you would call on your name and believe you are who you say you are. They'd come to this altar, God. If there's unconfessed sin in people's lives, they'd come to this altar and repent. Father, if there's people that are walking around with a lack of boldness and courage for your gospel, for what you did for us, Father, I pray they receive that boldness and courage, Father, and they walk in it and let it just flow out of them now through your Holy Spirit. Father, have your way in this place. Do mighty things in these altars, Father. People need healing. You are God that heals. People need salvation. You sent your son for that, Father. People need restore because they are crushed and they're broken. People need to climb that mountain today, Father. Do it in the name of Jesus. We praise you and we thank you as we worship you and we pray this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you come? See on the hill of Calvary, my Savior bled for me, my Jesus set me.